Welcome back to It's Actually Good, a podcast about 10 teams, one ring, and some extremely powerful brains. I'm your host, Alex Goldberg, alongside my esteemed colleagues, Wife Guy Will, and our engineer and co-host, Nick, aka Neck Moron. And uh, once again, before we begin, disclaimer, if you are not part of this fantasy football league or a domestic partner that happens to be caught in earshot of this podcast, we suggest at this time that you put down this podcast, turn off your audio, preferably get in a car, train, vehicle of some kind, and go very far away from any Eat place an that you hear this. Just do something nourishing. Please. Perform some act of self-care, uh, just to balance it out. This audio sludge. <laughs> Please, for the love of God, we can't recommend enough. Do not listen to this podcast. Anyway, there's your disclaimer. Your, the humors in your body are going to be disrupted. Now that we've got that out of the way, it's time to jump right in to our first segment. You know it, you love it. It's life around the league. Life around the league. Life around the league. Nick, do you want to start off with life? I'd love to start off. So my life around the league, my lovely girlfriend, Sarah, she's out of town this week into weekend, taking care of her mother's dog named Reese, because he is brown and black, like a peanut butter cup. And she's out of town helping her sister with their new baby. So Sarah is now living in New Jersey in a home, and I'm here alone. You put Sarah in a home. Sarah put herself in a home. Uh, Whether that has anything to do with me is unclear, but she is not here. So I am slowly going feral while simultaneously trying to polish resumes and cover letters in order to apply to jobs. So it's really uh, a moment of cognitive dissonance, a protracted period of schismatic self where I am not really sure my personal life does not reflect the attributes that I am listing on these documents. And yet I maintain the faith. Can I ask in this, in this strange place, this kind of liminal space, what is the status of your apartment right now? Are we clean? Are we medium? Is this, is it all falling apart? Is this like Willard at the beginning of apocalypse now? What are we doing here? (laughs) It's, I would say it's decently clean. But that's because I haven't cooked a single thing since she left. Today, I had the, I don't know if you know this, McDonald's has great deals on the app. So tonight, I treated myself to a deluxe, spicy, crispy chicken sandwich with a free medium fry and medium sweet tea that I'm sipping on right now, enjoying during the record. So, uh, but that's the only reason the apartment is clean gonna, at all. Is I'm going to I'm going to hop in here and used Nick, it. And I apologize for talking over you because yeah. it's so important to me. You are a noted noted crispy sandwich guy. Crispy chicken yeah. sandwich guy rather. Yes. You you um we as a group have taken great interest in this as a genre. You were high on the chicken. You convinced us both to get into the chicken. Good choice. Where does this stack up in the crispy chicken sandwich wars? I'm glad you asked that, Will. And to be frank, to pull no punches, I got to say the McDonald's crispy chicken sandwich is firmly C tier 
it falls below the king. It falls below the Shake Shack chicken sandwich. It falls below the Popeye's chicken sandwich. It falls below the KFC chicken sandwich. The only one that I have to assume it clears is, have you seen the new Subway crispy chicken sandwich as part of their brand? No interest in that whatsoever. Oh my God. It's that it's deranged. I cannot bring myself to even enter a Subway these days. The smell of the bread triggers something deep inside me. I'm, um, I'm not a Subway snob, but I can't imagine wanting chicken from Subway. I can't imagine wanting, you know what? I I can't imagine wanting any food from Subway. Subway is not that good. (laughs) I can imagine eating food from Subway, but not wanting it. It's a totally fair position. Like if you're stuck on the road and you're like, there's a gas station that has Subway attached, you could get a sandwich to survive. I think the thing about Subway that's hard for me is that um, there was a Subway at my college that I went to, like there was a cafeteria and then the Subway component kind of offshoot of that. And I ate so much Subway over the course of four years that I think it's permanently damaged my brain. And now I have an instantaneous stress reaction every time that I enter or go near a Subway. Yes, precisely. Precisely. This is taking me back to our time in high school when there were during free blocks, we would occasionally go to a subway. There were plenty of restaurants, by the way, restaurants all over our town. We drove to a different town. Right. Yes. And at that subway, what did you order, Nick? Sweet onion, chicken teriyaki, baby. Now, if I may ask, what the fuck is wrong with you or was wrong with you? King. I think we were all in a pretty dark place. In I mean, it's school. actually good, but God. <laughs> it's actually good. It is actually no, good. No, I don't know. I, I really I don't have a defense because I did try one again in more recent years. And the quality of the chicken, oh boy, I, it's, it's sort of like a particle board approach to chicken. That's good. All right. Well, thank you, Nick, for your life around the league update. And can I Sorry. say a nice a nice thing about Sarah being out of town is that our very cute cat, Savannah, has become extraordinarily clingy. So she is walking into the room periodically to just yell and then trot me out to the living room where she flops on the ground and demands an extended hug where I just sort of press myself on top of her and hold her. And she purrs. So that's very cute. That is a classic cat move. My cat Ari does very similar things, especially when uh, Belle is out of the house for any reason. He's a good boy. That's what I do with my uh, wife whenever she is around. (laughs) So I relate. Shout out to Ari. Will's wife, Ari, not my cat Ari. Although shout out to my cat Ari as well. Yeah. So I did bring up when you were considering adopting Ari that it might be (laughs) easier for us communication wise if you were to name it a different name because it's a cat never really considered that at any point um bell my (laughs) lovely partner who i live with has started calling him chonker and he responds to that so if you want to use that as a as a kind of nickname feel free to do that that's crazy because that is also what i call ari my wife Anyway, Nick, thank you for that update. We really appreciate it. Myself and the listeners and Will as well. 
for my update uh, life around the league, it is grading mode for me right now. I have got about four days to pound through a great deal of grading and comments in anticipation of parent-teacher conferences. Oh yeah, 15 minutes for me to talk about how your child is wonderful and there's nothing wrong with them on any level. Um, I've touched your kids. Oh God, why did you? Have and to they've that? touched me. This is no, this so, is bad. School yeah. abroad. Anyway, so I am in grading mode. Mid-semester comments are due, which is super convenient because it is also the exact same time in which the band calendar is heating up. We are booking a ton of gigs and they're all really fun and we're really excited to play them, but it is a stressful place to be juggling all of the things that I want to do versus all of the things that I have to do. In sure. addition, yeah, it's a, it's a lot. In addition to that, I recently had a interview on the other podcast that I'm on with Andy Slavitt, who is a former czar of the Biden COVID response team. Which yeah, is, yeah, yeah. That, that was wild. Um, it, he's, he's a really smart and interesting guy and provided some very thoughtful answers, but he also went out of his way to slander me repeatedly on the podcast. <laughs> Which I thought was, I thought that was an interesting turn for Amandy. You know, I, I think, he, again, he's, he's a smart guy, well-respected in the medical field. And it was really strange of him to just repeatedly, you know, libel me and say things that just aren't true about me. Can I have one example? Because I haven't had the chance to listen yet. Uh, yeah. So um, he used me as an example of a potentially unvaccinated person, which uh, wow. was was interesting. You know, he, he didn't pick any of my other co-hosts for that. He singled me out. And I don't know what to think about that. But Andy, uh, I don't know why on earth you would be listening to this podcast. But if you are, uh, I'm considering legal action. <laughs> anyway, that's what's up with me. Very cool. We're going to have to check that out, both for the content and for the raw antagonism. I uh, always enjoy you getting dunked on. That's great. Will, what are we thinking? What's uh, what's going on? Guys, it's been a journey. It's been a couple weeks. It's been a week for me. I have been, uh, first of all, the noise in the background was my beautiful wife, uh, Chonker, arriving home, as I call her now. Jesus Christ. Um, and I got very, very lucky. Um, next week or, or a little later this month, I have acquired I, I at the very last minute, I acquired a dinner reservation at a restaurant called Knife Pleat. Knife Pleat huh. is now uh, pretty much the day after I got the reservation, got a Michelin star, which would have pretty wow. much guaranteed that we would not have gotten a reservation in the next like six months because everybody and their kid sister was going to want to go. So that's something I was a little bit proud of. And I was a uh, very ill this week. Thanks. Yes, I uh, I had a I had a cold. And uh, remember when you could just have a cold and you weren't It'd like be... oh, I'm going to die of COVID. Yeah, you'd just be kind of sick. You're just like oh man, I'm sick. That sucks. But now I'm like I'm coughing. I'm like, do I have a fever? Do I have? Am I? Is this is this shortness of breath or am I just stuffy? And <sighs> it's really it's it's really changed my whole relationship to any sort of. Uh, health malady of any kind i assume you got a test i did get a test it came back negative good but that still uh, sucks it does suck um worth mentioning that zach Ertz has just caught a touchdown pass from jalen hurts whoa um, yes big brain ari with her yeah. tight end of the week tight end du jour yes but um 
other than that, I, I've been eating. Uh, so there was a, there was a lot of uh, uh, lemon honey enchinetta enchinita. What's the word? Enchin. Sounds like a West Coast food. What are you talking? About? I'm talking about the Ricola oh. cough drops. Echinacea. Oh, okay. Echinacea. So not some sort of Mexican food. Okay. No. <laughs> yeah, a lot of those cough drops, some Pedialyte pops. And now I am as good as new. Pops. If a bit, if just a bit nasally, if you can tell. Hmm. I um, can sort of tell. But but other than that, other than that's been pretty quiet. The uh, Boston Red Sox are in the ALCS. Let's go, baby. Women on them rays. The, the Tampa Bay Rays, who are my enemy, lost once again. Fools. Uh, and I'm feeling good. A moment of peak fan scorn that I felt as a child was with the first year that they switched from the Devil Rays to the Rays, they got good. And every fan who was in the background of like an important game late in the season, their jersey said Rays. Not a single person had Devil Rays gear. And I was like, you're all fair weather fans. Yeah, and I was a right. very judgmental ten-year-old Red Sox fan. Also, I just I have to say about that last series. So a lot of Rays fans were uh, upset about the big controversial play where uh, the ball bounced off of a Red Sox outfielder into the stands, resulting in a ground rule double. And uh, to that, I have to say the following: sucks to be playing at the Trop, my dude. That's entirely your fault. The Trop is a stupid stadium. And yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, can um, I suggest owned? Yeah, indeed. Yeah. I I do think that like in all seriousness, Tampa Bay Rays fans who have issues with the properly called rule, and it is a controversial rule, what they can do is they can suck it from the back. That's a reasonable take. Yeah. So obviously we've got the Strohs coming up. I uh, need to beat them for all sorts of reasons. Most importantly, that they are a disgrace uh, and a vile team of cheaters and losers. But the big thing that I think we have to talk about with regard to the Sox, and then we'll move on, is that the Red Sox official clubhouse anthem is now Robin's Dancing on My Own, which is a phenomenal song. Big fan. I do have to, I have to take I'm the wind out the of our corner. sails. All right, no, go ahead. No, that's it. Okay. Uh, watching you kiss her. Oh, that's that's how she sings it. Um, yes. So I have to take the wind out of the, our sails very slightly in that it is it is still a Robin song, but it is a Tiesto remix of the yes. Callum, of the Callum Scott cover. Robin way, song. Way, way, that is that way, is true. Way, way, um, way. I assume it's no, it, it's it's still it's, it's better than that. It's yeah, it's <laughs> okay. it's still recognizably dancing on my own it's just a little bit tiesto-y i'm I'm just gonna choose to embrace the robin version as as the one that the socks are singing even if it's maybe not accurate because that's a way funnier and cooler thing and i think uh, leaning into that energy is the kind of vibe that they need to get past houston and go to the world series so absolutely 100 anyway that was it for life around the league Um, life around the league and it is it is actually good so that's it for life around the league it's actually good but before we jump right into our next segment we do have some breaking league news that we need to discuss hot off the presses a monster trade once again involving one of our co-hosts will do you want to take us through the big trade 
Yes. Uh, there was a big trade that occurred moments before the podcast. And it is uh, it has to do with the fact that moving backwards a little bit, our trade, the trade that happened between these uh, between yes. uh, Alex Goldberg and I is uh, one of the worst trades in the history of fantasy football. I got viciously owned. <laughs> I'm so uh, yeah. sorry. <laughs> the yeah. truth, uh, the truth will set you free. Yes. So this was this deal was Najee Harris coming from me, Najee Harris and Jamar Chase for AJ Brown and Damian Harris, which at the time, according to you know, according to fantasy experts, I did win that trade. Has not turned out that way. <laughs> Zach Taylor today said Jamar Chase is a guy you'd like to get about nine or ten targets a game. Yeah. <laughs> So that's yeah, he's really good. So I was I've uh, I've been looking to upgrade and um, I've shrewdly, in my opinion, drafted two quarterbacks that are both top 10 guys, Jalen Hurts and Matthew Stafford. And um, unfortunately, Mike Wealthy, Mike Wealthy, Mike, he was looking, he, he had some a friend of the pod, had some quarterback issues. Um, I believe streaming he, QBs has been difficult this year. Yes. And uh, who did he draft? This is QB. Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill, who has just not—he's just not had it this year. The entire, to say the least, the entire Tennessee offense sans uh, Derrick Henry been a little bit anemic. So he's been—he's uh, been forced to stream QBs, and he wanted Jalen Hurts. So the trade that has gone through moments ago was coming from my end, Jalen Hurts. Devonte Smith of the Philadelphia Eagles, AJ Brown, who I got in that deal with Alex, and uh, James Robinson, the running back James Robinson of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And in return, I got Austin Eckler, Allen Robinson, and Chase Claypool. Now, I don't want to, I obviously think it's a good deal for me because I made it, but I want to run it by you two and see what your immediate reaction is, both for, as my friend, but also as people that are in this league facing us. I think it's a good deal for you, Will. Uh, one thing that I want to jump in and say is it's very interesting to me that you built a package around A.J. Brown and got Austin Eckler back after I proposed a trade with A.J. Brown as the center of the package for Austin Eckler a mere two, no, three weeks ago. Well, James was, Robinson was the center of the package. Well, that's fine. I just want to make it known that Mike Wealthy rejected my offer with AJ Brown for your offer with AJ Brown, which is that's fine. It had, that's because it had Jalen Hurts in it. It's fine. It's totally fine. Not. I was supposed to be. I was supposed to be quiet. Sorry. Fine. No, I do think it's a good trade for you. I think that you can you can afford to deal Hurts with Stafford. Now, obviously, Stafford is a high injury risk as far as QBs go, so it's a little dicey. But he has looked really good this year, so I think you're going to be okay there. I think Eckler is really good. I mean, he's been a locked in top three running back for basically the whole season. And that's going to help your team for sure. Um, it's definitely giving up some significant receiver depth in Brown and Devante. I think that um, AJ is coming back this week and it sounds like he's going to be, or he came back last week and I think he's kind of still getting up to speed. Obviously, Tammy is a little bit of a concern, but I think as the field starts to open up for Tennessee, he should be in a decent place. Ultimately, you got the best player in the deal in Eckler, and I think that is going to carry you forward. That's my take. Well, I would say you are now two for three on the season in trades. 
because I, just as you did, would like to own up to the fact that I lost, I lost the trade with you because I gave up DJ Moore, who was the best asset on either side of our deal and will be for the foreseeable future. And now with this deal, you've also secured the best player, just as Alex said. Thank you. I appreciate your, mag- your magnanimous, your magnanimity, 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 magnanimity. What I'm, <laughs> I'm like the kid from Finding Nemo. I have um, to say, Will, I, I think you, you did a nice job with this, but my analysis, and I didn't frame it this way, but it's really more a shot at Mike Wealthy than anything who spent his entire season hoarding running backs and is now giving up his best running back for this trade. So yeah. Mike Wealthy, uh, if you're listening, markets are boom bust, baby. Sounds like you're riding I'm, the roller coaster all the way down. I would like to award this trade one yike because I think Will has secured potentially the top team in the league at this point with uh, Aaron Jones and Austin Eckler helming it and DJ Moore as I would say wide receiver one. And I think, uh, now I, I have that's to face him this week. And Mike Davis, boy, has that not worked out as a set it and forget it RB2. Mike Davis has not been good. But luckily, you only gave me Trey Sermon, who doesn't even play football anymore. That's true. It's some solace that he is buried behind Elijah Mitchell. Yeah. And then, and I believe Jeff Wilson, who is currently sitting in my IR, IR slot, I think he's going to be the, the starter when he gets back. Jeff was not bad last year. It's true for what it's worth. All right. Well, that is that covers the big trade. So thanks to both of you for talking about that. And we are going to move right along into our next segment. Nick, do you want to take the lead off here? Hey, it's time for the injury report, which we like to call, I Are You Doing This? <laughs> Alex, your quarterback is Russell Wilson. The funny That's thing true. about that is that this past week, his finger took a turn for the worse. Do you want to walk us through what happened? Certainly. Uh, So Russell Wilson is my starting quarterback. I was really excited when I got him and DK Metcalf because that gave me a lot of potential for a really good stack, which gets me lots of points. DK is obviously Russ's number one receiver. And that is not great, the Russ injury, for a number of reasons for my team. He's going to be out six to eight weeks on IR. Geno Smith will be taking over quarterback duties, and he looked fine in a relief effort last week. But uh, it's always a little fool's goldy, I feel like, when you get the good relief performance from a quarterback coming in for an injured guy because the defense has to adjust on the fly. With a full week to plan against Geno Smith, I think this is going to be a tough time for the Seattle offense. So I'm not feeling great, but in, in my hour of need, I am hopping on the Baker coaster. I am riding that for at least the next few weeks, barring a trade in which I can acquire a stable quarterback. Uh, Baker, of course, is a classic boom-bust quarterback. He's going to have some games where he throws four or five touchdowns and gets a rushing TD. He's going to have some games where he throws three picks and absolutely tanks my chances at winning. So I'm a little stressed out about my QB position. We'll see. A lot of chatter in the media about Baker and Odell Beckham Jr., his... uh, Putative number one target 
not being on the same page. How do you feel about that? I don't feel great. The one thing I will say is that while Baker and Odell might not be linked up right now, I do think that uh, Baker has gotten pretty decent at throwing to his very good running backs in Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. So uh, there's, there's production there. He's usually good for at minimum a touchdown. What worries me is that Baker hasn't had the big picks game yet, and it is coming. I know in my bones that there's going to be a four pick (laughs) performance coming down the pipe for me. So we'll see. It's definitely a blow. I think my team is in a decent enough place now that I can weather it for at least a little bit, but uh, that's not great. And it's definitely putting in jeopardy my three-game win streak, which is currently the longest in the league. I'm finally uh, above 500. It's a shame. To, to get both of these injuries between Russ and McCaffrey during that three-game win streak has been tough. It is not ideal, to say the least. I have also been afflicted by the Seattle injury bug in the form of running back Chris Carson, who tweaked something in his neck and still at the time of this recording on Thursday night, remains a question mark for the Sunday game. I have Alex Collins on the roster, but it's been a rough sledding for me at the running back position this entire year. And that's just going to keep going because I'm, I don't know about you, but I don't think having something that is causing you severe pain in your neck is a good sign for the rest of the season. Yeah, it was called by a a Seattle beat writer. It was termed a chronic neck injury, which is not a good good. kind of injury to have. Not a good in the neckle region. Yeah, you don't want that's you only get one of those really, and you got your throatozoan pouch. Cole will confirm this. Yes, (laughs) throatozoan pouch. Yes. So yeah, it's Seattle. It's just it's a weird it's a weird team this year. Honestly, I'm kind of happy kind of a- to not be not be super invested in any of the players on it. I mean, I've got Chris Carson in one league, but I sort of tried to stay away if I could. Just because- it's a weirdly bad team for all the talented skill players that they have. Yes, that's also true. Yeah, and we'll we're also it. just used to Seattle being good. It's true. Well, we'll see if DK is truly matchup proof because so far he has been. He just produces one way or another. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how he does with both of these very important staple offensive skill players out. Obviously, the defense will be keying in on him pretty heavily. Speaking of running backs, week five in the NFL was kind of a wasteland for running backs in general. You've got Saquon Barkley going down with a lower ankle injury that's going to hold him out for two to four weeks. Devontae Booker taking over in the backfield for him. You've got Mixon, who was out in, you know, he played some in week five, uh, small snap share. He looks like he's on track to come back. And Bears running back David Montgomery has been placed on IR. It was going to be the Damian Williams show until last week when actually Khalil Herbert led the team in rushing with 18 carries. And now, with Damian Williams on the COVID protocol, it looks like Khalil Herbert is going to get the lion's share, if not all of the carries for the Bears this weekend. Fellas, any thoughts on the backfields that have changed and whether any of those players are worth owning? Khalil Herbert, man, like, how how sure are we that it's going to be him as opposed to another random dude? You know what I mean? I'm certainly banking on it. 
Well, yeah. the thing, I mean, but the thing is, like, Will, I think you're hitting on something which is pretty important, which is that, you know, Matt Nagy is Nagy, Nagy, I don't know. Dumbass. I'll tell you, my, dumbass. I'll tell you, when my wife's around, I'm the Nagy. Wow. Shout out to uh, Chuck. That's really good. Oh, my God. It's, it's, it's really good, right? It is actually good. It's actually good. It's actually good. Yeah, but, you know, Coach Matt, I mean, that is just... That, that guy is uh, not very smart. It seems like he's a pretty bad coach. I I truly have no idea what to do. Yeah, with looking offense. like a deep dish Adam Gaze. Really not great. So I have no idea what's happening there. I'm crossing my fingers and I'm I'm starting Khalil Herbert this week. So I'll All let right, you know well how it goes. I'm definitely hoping. Yeah, by the way, we have an interesting matchup this week, Nick, because your team in this league is pretty is almost identical to one of my team, one of the teams I have in a different league. It has Chris Carson, Travis Kelsey, Devontae Adams, and uh, and who else on it? Some other guy. And it's 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 interesting because I uh, I'm already bad at like rooting against. Oh, and Justin Herbert. And I'm just like, well, yeah, oh, yeah. and, and CeeDee Lamb. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so it's just like it's 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 a little silly. That I'm going to be, be deeply like, conflicted. Yeah, exactly. Because we're facing to, each other. We are facing each other. Sleeper gives you the edge this week. I guess they don't like my running backs. And now with Eckler, I mean, yikes. I'm concerned. Well, we'll see. That we will. I'm not enjoying this swashbuckling vizier attitude where you're <laughs> four and one and you just made a fat trade. This is hell for me. <laughs> It'll be okay. It's not. It's bad. Anyway. That was I, are you doing this? Yes, that's true. It was I, are you doing this? Um, A couple of kind of league news things that we should go into. Nick, I have to say, uh, I feel like it's a little odd to me that you're uh, so concerned heading into this matchup with Will, considering that you extinguished our previous guest, the Khaki Tube, uh, in week five. Do you want to take us through that big win? I'd love to. But first, I think we should take a short break and we'll be joined by somebody with a blood stake, in my opinion, on that blowout. All right, you heard it here first, folks. So we'll take a short break and uh, we'll be back in just a moment. With more, it's actually good. Should I run that back? Well, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> it's not. It's gonna sound like shit. No, no, it's too late. It's already gone. The anyway, let's get into it. Welcome back to It's Actually Good. Joining us now is our special guest of the week. We mentioned him last week. He, he made a sort of appearance in absentia on the pod in which he uh, screamed like a lunatic and said some awful derogatory things about all of us. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Colt, a.k.a. the Coltrane. Thank you for having me. Thanks for having me, guys. 
I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller. Thank uh, you for joining us, Cole. Welcome to the lion's den, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys got? <laughs> well, nothing. We're we're cowards. Yeah, no, we're very we're actually very frightened of you. All right, so Cole, as you were coming in just before you showed up, we were discussing how Nick savagely bludgeoned your older brother last week, the uh, aforementioned khaki tube. How do you feel about this? Uh, what's going on? What's going on through your mind? I mean, I think uh, I think it was tough forever. I think, I mean, I think he, he said it best. I have, to, I have to defend him. He is getting destroyed on the points again. I have to defend his team there. I also don't think his points for is that good. So it's it's kind of you gotta weigh both those things and he is he is bad on both fronts uh to me but that was all what was amusing was that evan scored as well as he could it just <laughs> wasn't enough it was a hell of a showing for sure so cole i'm gonna spill the beans for a second here you just heard in the background of nick's thing an ambulance siren did that mm-hmm. As a perspective, as a not a perspective medical student, as a current medical student, does that instill in you any any need to like hop to it and and get on the ball? Perhaps get ready for get ready for a, some sort of uh, trauma surgery. <laughs> what are you doing? Here? <laughs> this is the lion then. All right, <laughs> he's yes, in the this fucking is the, lion. That's right. <laughs> When's the last time you washed your hands? (laughs) Uh, uh, Last time I went to the bathroom, which was, I don't know when that was. About about 15 seconds ago. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, Cole, some news has occurred around the league concerning you. Uh, Namely, you know, the kind of result last week, obviously, was interesting. So uh, I'm going to put it to you now. As the current owner of the league's longest active win streak, me, with three in a row, how does it feel to not have the league's longest active win streak? I mean, it hurts a lot. Um, I think it it should be noted that both my first and second round draft picks both got injured in their games. And I think think that's what it took to beat me. And if that's what it takes, it's what it takes. But I believe my guys, none of them practiced today. Like uh, I had five players on my team not have to go to their Thursday practice. But, you know, I I believe in them. I think we'll we'll have a stronger showing this week. Yeah, it's going to be fine. (laughs) It's going to be fine. I think my team's good. So I think I'm fine. Kind of tangential spinoff of that question. Uh, obviously, the, I think, you know, you mentioned that some of your players got injured and that 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 is deserving of consideration. But uh, the main reason that you lost last week, obviously, is because you were openly hostile to us on this podcast vis-a-vis your brother, Evan, and the note that he read. So I guess my follow-up question is, um, do you feel humbled now that you lost as a direct result of your arrogance and hubris? Um, so that, that I, I assume this is, this is the, who do you think you are question that comes to every guest. I still think I'm on top of the league. So. Well, you're, you you're know, tied for the best record in the league. Do you, uh, who's, is there anybody I, else? I, I still have, I still have top points for. Is so. there anybody else in this call that's four and one by any chance? And who just maybe executed an incredibly lopsided trade it, the exact week it's... that they faced. Neck morons squad. It's incredibly lopsided. By the way, as the, uh, as the self-professed best player in this league, and we're all dumbasses, Cole, um, <laughs> do you have a take on the trade that was just made? I haven't seen this yet. It's not good. I was, I was just 
looking at the the waivers. Let's take let's take a look. You're going to be concerned. Waiting for that live reaction. Waiting for the yeah. Live reaction. Um, the anticipation is building. Yeah, it doesn't look that good. Well, no, it's well, not good. Well, what was your thought process? For whom whom does it not look good for, in your opinion? I I think it does not look good for you, Will. Oh wow. Okay. Well, wow. we. I like this. I, yeah, I like it. I think that we on this pod had come to, an, or my fellow co-hosts, I can't say whether or not I agree with them or anything. I think that have come to the opinion that it's a good trade for me. It's actually, actually good. It's actually um, good. Uh, it's actually good. I'm also, I think one of my best fantasy things is that I am, I, I know very, I know not enough about football. I think that's one of my best fantasy okay. trades. Okay, um, yeah, that's probably so I, a good thing. Well, so I think it's just him, himbo vibes. Good. Himbo yeah. vibes. <laughs> Cole, how tall are you? Just a quick question. I'm six two. I mean, oh, yeah. same, same as like literally yeah. to the millimeter, same height as that. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, so yeah, it's the it's the classic um, that family because we're not going to use their last name himbo situation that's at hand at all times, and and the 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 kind of himbo gestalt has worked it's so like, far. <laughs> It's like a friendly Chad archetype. Yeah, the the it's like the you know it's like the Chad that's like uh, uh, helps the Virgin feel confident in himself. That's, um, that's really nice of you. But in so <laughs> doing, he gets laid by the girl that the Virgin yeah, likes, of course. Oh but the guy, but the Virgin isn't even like that upset about it. Oh God, because he grew as a person. He really and also, it, it, I think the Virgin realizes that he has a little bit of a thing. He's kind of into it. Unfortunately, you know, <laughs> guys, it's, it's still early into the season. I really think you guys have a great Cutting chance. Us off at the, at the exact right time. Maybe a couple minutes too late, honestly. Okay. I think, I think you guys are, are amazing. You guys have great teams. We're all we're all doing well, really. Every every team is getting wins. And I, I'm just happy well, to be along for the ride with you guys. Not not every team is getting wins, but every team in this call is winning. It's true. <laughs> Can I ask a quick follow up question, please? Uh, Cole, who do you think you are? Oh my god! On top of the league, baby. Simple as that. I'm tilted. The entire theme of this day is me being tilted. I thought I had an inside shot at this league, and now it's slipping through my fingers. To be frank, and 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 you don't even have your lovely girlfriend to confide in. Because you have put her in a home. That's right. I put her in a home. <laughs> that is dog. True. <laughs> she now is cosplaying as a 35-year-old homeowner with a professional class job. Much like and somebody's uh, brother in this call who is also cosplaying as a 35-year-old homeowner. Yes. Who went to a... How do you... Cole, can I just get a quick take on Evan being a homeowner and going to an HOA meeting and just generally being less of a less of an Evan than we had all grown to know and love. How do you take this? I mean, it, it, it's not, it's definitely, uh, when I heard the HOA, that, that's, that was when it, it's when it truly hits, you know, cause you know, when you, when you own a home, it's the same as renting a home, except like there's it, from the outside perspective. So like I, I had been to his house and it's like, Oh, he's just renting this place. You know, it doesn't feel any different, but like knowing that he's going to homeowners association meetings, it's, it's a bit sad loss of our right. childhood for sure. You heard it here first, folks. Owning property is sad. Shout out to Mike Rich, the, of course, uh, shameless capitalist who is no doubt making money off of 15 vacant properties with all sorts of lead law violations. Uh, owning property is bad and theft. Yeah, yeah, Mike Rich is struggling this season in our league 
but it's actually to his benefit because he has highly leveraged speculative assets that are paying off huge against his fantasy team right now. So he's laughing all the way to the bank, unfortunately. Yeah, this is his. So it's interesting because Austin Eckler is actually he's got an inverse relationship with Dogecoin for whatever reason. Yeah. So so he he was he's not been able to hedge as much but he's he's really going all in on dogecoin going up so there you go all right thank you for that and uh <laughs> yeah, Mike, yeah well, good conversation that that was a good conversation really really great so will um i believe you have another segment to lead us into uh as is customary with all of our guests we have a special segment that's just for them and uh will it's your turn to lead this one off so absolutely well this is a little game we like to play we all love games here who doesn't love a game cole would you like to play a game i would love for a game game. okay so this is a little bit of trivia and in in honor of the coal train this is going to be trivia about transportation because of course of a coal train trains kind of transport just 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 general transportation there's no there's no the idea of transportation. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, Does it have to be like slight, mechanical transportation or slight, can well, we just no, be walking? It's vehicles. Okay. Okay. A slight, I would say, slight bias towards America and slight bias towards public transportation. But you know, um, I yet uh, is given me more credit than I deserve for how much I thought about it. So, as always, first to five wins. Each question is worth one point. And uh, in order to buzz in, say your own name. Got it. Everybody yep. got it? Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. Okay. This secretary of transportation was succeeded by Stephen Bradbury for the final days of the Trump administration. Oh, wow. Alex. Alex. Lane Chow? That would be Elaine Chow. Alex. Let's go, cool, baby. <sighs> Mitch McConnell's wife. Mitch McConnell's wife. Fun, fun thing about Elaine Chow, her dad uh, may or may not be heavily involved in cocaine trafficking internationally. I'm sure that has nothing to do with Mitch McConnell's bank account. Cocaine Allegedly. Mitch. <laughs> cocaine Mitch. Allegedly. People call him Cocaine Mitch probably because of that. But I don't know. It might be because he's cool. Um, it's probably because he's so cool. <laughs> probably because he's just so cool. He's, he's that it's himbo archetype for sure. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, right. Mitch, Mitch McConnell, the friendly that's a classic himbo, <laughs> the friendly Chad, Mitch McConnell, and the, and the Virgin Lindsey Graham. Uh, okay, so next question: the only commuter rail system in America to boost a nine-figure annual ridership. This railroad has its hub in Jamaica Station and runs as far as Montauk. Nick, Nick, that would be. The New York City Metro Transit Authority subway system. Nick, uh, I said commuter rail station. The commuter rail I'm so system. stupid. You absolute fool. Oh, so that was incorrect. Alex. Uh, that would be the New York uh, New York Transit commuter rail system. Uh, that is incorrect. Cole, uh, do you have a guess? That is the New York um, system of commuter rails. <laughs> I will give you guys um, uh, Wait, Nick You've already guessed, Nick What is the Long Island Railroad? Nick, you're correct You would get a point if you had not already guessed you God, come on um, So here's I'm what's going to so happen if, you, if, if, we are all, if we're tied at four When the last question is over You will win 
but okay. I'm not going to remember that, so don't worry about it. Yeah, let's um, hope it doesn't come to that. Uh, Plus, in, there's that 15-point question. Yes, the <laughs> final question is, of course, worth 15 points, yes, as always. So when it comes to personal transit, the, the Japanese company Takata was the subject of the largest recall in American history for this faulty automobile component. Nick. Nick. Airbags. That is correct, airbags. Yes. The airbags would kill you. <laughs> the airbags <laughs> would ex- and fire the metal that was in your wheel into your body, killing you. Uh, <laughs> I would say not the idea of what an airbag should do. So that's, uh-huh. what that's suboptimal design. Can you imagine the crash test dummy? The, t- <laughs> the two guys in goggles just look at each other, just like Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, I mean, what what they actually do is they look at each other and like. Wow, that's terrible. Send it out. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, remember that scene from Fight Club? <laughs> so That's which... the movie about how it's cool to fight? Yeah, yeah. it's the movie about how it's cool to fight. <laughs> um, which plane manufacturer makes the commercial airliner with the largest passenger capacity? You do get an extra point if you can name the actual airplane. Alex Boeing 737. Alex, you're incorrect. Ah! <laughs> Despite Dustin Hoffmaning that answer. Yes. <laughs> Not that I have an answer. I'm just criticizing and filibustering. Think about, think about, I'll give you a guess. It is the only other uh, airplane manufacturer you can think of. Um, Nick. Nick. Lockheed Martin. Nick. I'm giving you a negative point. No, you, Nick, you lose the 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 tiebreaker point. You're gonna get uh, Cole. Do you have a guess? Oh, that's fair. Boeing's the one I know. All right, sure. is, I'm gonna go with Boeing eight thirty seven. It is the Airbus A three eighty Airbus. I did not know that that was a company. I just thought that that was a type of uh, type plane. of Boeing. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Okay, well. So we've got Nick at one point, Alex at one point, Cole at zero points currently. I'm just uh, firing guesses at the wall. Yes. Well, it's okay. What else are you supposed to do? That's right. Um, according to valuepenguin.com. Reputable uh, source. Yeah. Uh, very ironically, this somber uh, weekend has the highest rate of fatal traffic accidents with 312 fatal accidents per year. Cole. Cole. July 4th. The notably somber <laughs> uh, weekend of July 4th with its barbecues and fireworks is Sometimes not I miss answer. words in the question, all right? I'm, I'm not thinking too fast. Mm. <laughs> I think I'm uh, the game right. induces still, you, still have, you still haven't answered if I was right or not. Uh, is, is that is a incorrect? We fast break things. Alex and Nick, do you have a guess? Can you repeat the question? Uh, according to valuepenguin.com, it might be ironic that this somber weekend has the highest rate of fatal traffic accidents with 312 fatal traffic accidents per year. Alex. Alex. Memorial Day weekend? That is correct. It is Memorial Let's Day weekend. Let's go. It is somber because we remember the troops. Somber weekend. What is this, Toronto? That's pretty, that's pretty good, honestly. <laughs> Nick, you get, you get your tiebreaker point back. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> This is deranged. Nick's tiebreaker point is back which is he will get if we are tied at four after the final 15 point question. (laughs) Let's go. All right. Who was president when the federal aid highway act of 1956 passed? Alex. Alex. I got, uh, I got Alex first. 
It's going to be Dwight D. Eisenhower. That is uh, no, we'll Alex, say, you're actually say. wrong. It's uh, is Dwight Eisenhower. Not Shut, Dwight up. <laughs> Shut up. Okay. okay. I will say, Alex Alex buzzed in before the question ended, and I feel like we should go by Jeopardy rules where nope. the buzzer doesn't work. Or, uh, that's not uh, how it works on, uh, no. and it's actually good. If you were a listener, if you were a real listener, Cole, you would know that. I guess, uh, <laughs> oh, my I guess God. I guess you're adding yourself. <laughs> what a roast. You think you can come into here, into the fucking lion's den to play by Jeopardy rules? <laughs> yeah, you say your name is Cole, but you're acting like Daniel. Get it? Yeah. The lion's den. Yeah, that's pretty good. Honestly, no, it's terrible. Honestly, I no, I really liked it. <laughs> I really liked it. Okay, good. Okay. So you're all from Boston, right? Cole, you, you've spent some time on the T. I have, yes. All right. I want all of you. Certainly not low T. Um, no. Which of you can name three transfer stations on the T? Alex. Alex, Alex went first. Oh, right. come on. I heard so, Cole. I, I, you know what? I actually think I also heard Cole. What the I fuck are you going to say? I, is... I, I said it and then heard Alex. Is what I oh, was, my God. Fine, go We're getting... I've, yeah, have you guys um, read the book Flash Boys by Michael Lewis? That's how Alex is getting his points. He's submitting absolutely. trades before we even have a chance to, to participate. This is absolute insanity. So, anyway. so I'm assuming transfer points where you just transfer from one line to another. So Government Center, Park Street, and um, Five. Downtown Crossing. That is correct. Cole, you've got one. Alex, if you can name three other... Or if you can name four other transfer stations. Wow, man. Those are the can, three. Those are literally the three that I was going yeah, to go that, with. No oh. gimmies. Sorry about that. Man. You're going to have to think like blue line. Ah, Jesus. I don't know the blue line. I will say this, okay? Does commuter rail count? The No, the commuter rail doesn't count because then you could just say like the entirety of the orange line. That's um, what I was planning. Waverly. Um, <laughs> uh, I will say the silver line counts, though. I'm not going to name four. We should just move on. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Some, uh, some, some other transfer stations that you probably know: uh, North Station, Haymarket, State, Chinatown, Tufts Medical, and Boylston, and South Station, of course. All it's right, making me miss Boston. I know, right? I the want I, stops, I, really. I, that's that's the one. Yeah, I want a I want a beef patty from the uh, the place in uh, in Alewife. Oh yeah, that place is uh yeah, that's a place. Yeah, um, I want to feel that wet breeze as the pressure changes from the outdoor part of ill life to the indoor part. Yeah, no, you it know? sucks so much. Uh, but it's actually good, as we all know. It's actually it good. It's actually good. So I've got a question for you guys. Another subway question. Which sandwich has the ingredients of, of Genoa salami, spicy pepperoni, and black forest? Nick ham? Alex. Nick. The Italian, the Subway Italian club sandwich. That is incorrect. Alex. Uh, Alex. The spicy Italian. Alex was incredibly close, but not correct. Ah, man. What is it? Cole, do you have a, do you have an answer? Cole, think Uh, of, think of like a normal. All right. I'll give you a clue here, Cole. Picture of food. First of all, I've already clearly given you a chance to answer a question, even though Alex buzzed in first. I, I, I strongly disagree. Um, <laughs> literally wrong, but go off. Is it? All right. I think I got it uh, again. So think of a normal sandwich and then think of changing one letter in that sandwich. 
Oh, I know. Is the you? I believe you mean the Italian BMT. That's correct, Cole. Which is what I was going to get. Okay, all right. Cole very cleverly, very ingeniously Uh. getting to two. What's really cool about this? What's What's really cool about this is that Will has thrown two perfect passes. I didn't. I didn't need the hint. I had. I had that. I I trust. I I trust that he would have gotten. Uh, I feel like I was very close, but that's just my opinion. The Italian, the subway. You guys Italian are all club. doing so great. The same way you guys are doing in fantasy right now. You guys are doing yeah. so good on this trivia right this now. This is the I'm worst just, guest we've ever I'm had. So, <laughs> so proud of you guys. You're in the lion's den. <laughs> this is the and lion. You continue to go to us. Uh, yes. Um, all right. Second to last question is this city has the we all know new york has the best access to public transportation in america this city has the second best access alex alex chicago incorrect Ah. based on a sporkle quiz that i'm looking at cole cole philadelphia philadelphia is fifth according to this sparkle list nick nick san francisco san francisco is correct Hell yeah, baby. Okay. Two big ones. All right. Now, in our 10th and final question, worth 15 points. Um, <laughs> this, this is significant. Yes. Uh, this will. This could probably, affect the outcome. This could affect the outcome. Um, I'm going, this is actually going to be a final Jeopardy style question where you guys are all going to privately send me a message via the chat to answer this. Wow. Whoever, whoever is the closest based on what I think, just me deciding whoever's the closest <laughs> to the correct answer uh, will will get 15 points. So the question okay. is, what car do I currently drive? That's an easy test. Okay, I've submitted something in the chat. No, okay. that's That's been submitted to me. Do uh, you want a color? Yes. Please, Nick, please add a color. Okay. And also please add a year. I forgot that in Final Jeopardy, you like take some time to consider it. You don't yeah. try to race and answer it and misspell yes. your. So your I, I, this is also good content, right? Like even on on a visual medium, they're playing music. What so, you right? love about podcasts is silence. That yeah, the, it's good. We want dead air. So I'm going to fill this. So these they're clearly if, if you could see this, guys, uh, and a year, Nick, please. Mm. OK, Alex has Alex has weighed in. Um, we're just one. waiting on the coal train. Will he be the coal car? Wow. wow. He's out of his element. So Nick has guessed a 2016 light green Toyota Yaris. Sensible. Alex has guessed a 2011 gray Kia Soul. And Cole has guessed a silver 2019 Nissan Altima. He thinks you've got it like that. He thinks I've got yeah, he thinks I'm driving a 2019 car. I have which is... no indication of what you what you got. That's that that's that's the issue here. All right. Well, here here we go. Here we go, guys. I'm going to now reveal what I drive. I currently drive with as of today 147,502 miles. A 2006. Wow. Gray. Wow. Nissan Altima. Cole, 
Oh, well, oh, God. Hold oh on. my God. Hold on. These oh are everywhere. I got closer on year. <laughs> you got the exact model. I got, got the, the model. Uh, I, I was the one who added color and year to the silver, question. Silver is silver is close enough to gray. I literally it's, got gray and but had a closer you, year. Got, okay, so okay, I want to just okay. Let's talk about this for a second. You think <laughs> that gray, one of the th- seven colors a car can be, should outweigh getting the exact car that I yeah, own? It's the brand and the <laughs> type of car. I'm just <laughs> I'm irate because I was robbed of a chance to answer the uh, tea-related question. Well, I'm furious. Thank you got you. Okay. Okay. I think this been melting this, down. This entire game was rigged against me. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we've gone full circle. First, yes. Cole was being Trumpian, and now he can accuse you of the same thing. I think that <laughs> Alex is actually. I'm reading that he has hired the Cyber Ninjas to. Oh no! <laughs> to investigate if if there was any collusion or rigging in this, in this clearly very important. And well, Alex, if you if if you want your other <laughs> point back, I, I can give you that one back, and I'll just keep my other. Yeah, he can, oh yeah, that's oh correct. <laughs> he, uh, uh, so he is keeping magnanimously offering the point back. That technically uh, means I have crossed the four point threshold required to win. Uh, it was I a five point win. threshold, actually. Oh my god, you son oh. of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> it is. Listen to the tapes. It was. Yeah. Play. So we'll play it back. You'll find out. Cole definitely chimed in before you, and yeah. it was fine. No, no, that. Alex definitely ringed in first. No, I 100%. Percent. Um, anyway, so that is this week's game, and it's the first one that our guest has won, I believe. That's true. So Man. that's very exciting. The and, W's uh, just keep rolling in for the coal train. <laughs> now the coal car has been affixed to the back yes, of the coal train. Yes, he's now the coal car. Speaking uh, of, Fournette just scored a touchdown, which is nice. Yes. Oh my. Oh my. I'm going to throw uh, up. Uh, Cole, <laughs> Cole, I did try to, I did try to swindle you out of Leonard Fournette earlier. This. Oh uh, yes, that was that was a hard swindle try, and I was yeah. like, it's just no, no. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Disrespect. Nick, when are you going to get in the win column for one of these games? What are you talking about, fool? I'm three I'm- and two. No, I'm, oh, talking, talking about I'm talking about trivia. Our, our, our games that we play on It's Actually Good, the podcast. It's Actually Good, by the way. Oh, uh, you know, I having seen your conduct from afar <laughs> and the lengths that you would go to, <laughs> the lengths that you would go to to win, I just, I cannot bring myself to participate with the same vigor. And Cole, I mean, that... Uh, that friendly himbo Chad is just overwhelmingly with <laughs> with his high T right now. So yeah. I don't know what I'm supposed to do in this context. You've been trivia. Nick, I, I know cup, you'll get. Alex. I know you'll get it next week, Nick. I know. I know you have this, and you you bring you bring a special special part to the, these games for sure. I, I just want you Thank to know you, that. Thank you, Cole. I'm going to turn up just for you <laughs> because you said that. <sighs> All right. So we have congratulations. Uh, what a victory. What is our, so we, this is, I'm going to say the word for the second time of this episode. This is putatively a fantasy football podcast. We had more fantasy football content, I believe. Alert. Smart guy. Alert. (laughs) Yes, it's true. We do have more fantasy football things to talk about. So specifically, let's get into our next segment, which is the waiver of the week. Hot take on a guy who will be good either this week or in the future. And Nick, you have a waiver of the week that you wanted to break down. So I'm going to swing it to you first. 
I do. It's not a secret to anyone that Kadarius Tony is the waiver of the week by all given consensus. Wide receiver for the New York Giants, now owned in about 60% of leagues. And last week, recipient of 10 targets, all of which he caught for 189 yards receiving and fell just shy of the end zone on at least one play. So, Kadarius Tony, the new hotness on the waiver wire, added by none other than the chortling vizier, the administrator of the trivia game that just transpired. However, in another league, I managed to secure Kadarius Tony. So I am all in and I'm ready to insist that he is a league winning ad and that the talent, ergo, that the vizier gave up in his trade is far less impactful to his bottom line. Just wanted to throw that in there. Yeah. I believe uh, it's also worth mentioning that Kadarius Tony was given, I think, the highest pro football focus rating. Pro football focus is they're just like nerds that watch football and say how good somebody is and people believe them. Uh, of, of any wide receiver. Unlike us. Uh, yeah, no, but they get paid to do it. There's a number of differences. <laughs> yeah, no, they're they're respected. People like them. They've had sex before. Um, <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> but he had the highest the highest rating of either any rookie ever or any debut or or possibly any week. I, I, I think it was that good. It, of course, does Damn. have to be mentioned that Kadarius Tony's quarterback may be Daniel Jones, who is concussed. It might also be the person who is the backup quarterback for the New York Giants, which, fellas, I'm just going to be perfectly honest. I have no idea. I think that's James, James Hankley. Yeah. Mike Glennon. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Mike Glennon. It's John Hankley Jr. John John Hankley Jr. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That's the Giants backup QB. Jody Foster, et cetera. It's Jody Foster. (laughs) It's just Jody Foster. It's weird that they they do. It's strange to have Jody Foster and John Hankley Jr. in the same QB room. But, you know, sometimes it's it's a team of rivals situation, right? Yeah. Well. I guess that's, that's right. been working working for the Giants for sure. Iron sharpens that's... iron. <laughs> According to Joe Judge, though, Daniel Jones is on track to return this week, ostensibly. Uh, it's because because if you've ever looked at Daniel Jones's face, the baseline he just does look concussed. So, uh, question for uh, Kadarius Tony fans here: Do we think his upside is higher with Daniel Jones or Jody Foster at quarterback? So, That's a really good question. Yeah, it depends whether Jody is because we know that with Jody at the backfield, they're going to do a lot of read option stuff. So are they going to do like full RPOs where he's out in yeah. the flat where he's they're doing smoke screens to him? Are they going to have any gadget plays where he's going to be the fast guy and, you know, run Sleep jet flicker. sweeps? Right, exactly. Like like but if they just try to have Jody be a game manager, it's going to be tough. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I think Jody can probably get the Giants more wins, but I'm not sure that it will help Tony's fantasy. Value. Right, exactly. I, I have another kind of addendum to the waiver wire pickup of the week. Uh, I don't think it's as good as Tony, but worth mentioning that Bill's defense has been on a tear lately and should be considered a must start, I think, from defensive standpoint in just about any format. Uh, and mm. I believe... Bill's defense was picked up by none other than, yep, Wealthy Mike, once again, capitalizing, cornering the market, grabbing up Bill's defense, just pumping up that stock dividend. I I think that as far as, you know, somebody that is available in our league and um, people have have taken note of on a wider basis in, in fantasy football, 
Uh, Ricky Seals Jones, the tight end for the Washington football team. They, there's a lot of tight end targets in that offense, and he's not bad at football. So, you know, if no. you're struggling tight end wise, maybe give Ricky Seals Jones a shot. 96% snap chair. Nick, I've heard when you um, when you sit down, it's a 96% snap chair. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Sorry. You're going to say uh, that to me in my own home? <laughs> Cole, do you have a waiver wire ad of the week that you want to throw in? I mean, I was with Barkley going down. I was just happy to get uh, Booker as the replacement. Mm. I, I think he had a fantastic game as well. He got a big upside. But just for my team in particular for the time being, he's a great pickup to have. So I'm I'm happy with how that went. Agreed. Booker is a good pickup for you, for sure. Yeah. yeah, Barkley owners desperately need Booker, but other teams need not really blow all of their budget or waiver priority on it, I think. Correct. Well, I believe we have a new segment this week, correct? That we're, uh, we're, we're going to go into right now? Yeah. Uh, our new segment is, of course, pee-pee or poo-poo. So That's right. I will uh, I will be the first person to present my scenario, and you will decide if it is pee-pee or poo-poo. I Which, of, the- of course, pee-pee is good, and poo-poo is bad. I'm going to ask that you cut that portion. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So, my opinion is that over the course of the remainder of the season, and Alex, you might not be happy to hear this. I am not a believer in Baker Mayfield. I think he is not as good at football as most other people in the NFL right now. Um, And I think that somebody that is better than him will outperform him on the field and in fantasy, none other than Taylor Heineke. So I am saying that Taylor Heineke for the remainder of the season will outscore Baker Mayfield in fantasy. Uh, Everybody, pee-pee or poo-poo. I feel like that's a direct shot at me. So I'm going to go with poo-poo on this take. Uh, I think, <laughs> and I, and I, and I want to caveat by saying that I don't think that this is necessarily an endorsement of Baker Mayfield. I think that he's pretty mid. I don't think of him as any great shakes at quarterback. I don't really see it with Heineke. I think he's kind of fine in the right situation, but Heineke. I He's, he's Feineke, exactly. The thing I like is that Baker has a lot more weapons on his team and can kind of stumble into decent games through no fault of his own just by throwing screen passes to Kareem Hunt and things like that. So uh, I think that's a poo-poo take for me, Will. I got to say, it's pretty pee-pee to me because I'm looking at Taylor Heineke's fan points over the last four weeks against the New York Giants, 23, against Buffalo, 22.88 against Atlanta, 30.9, against New Orleans, 9.92, not so good. But he's got Kansas City this week, which has one of the highest implied point totals of any matchup between teams in the NFL. And a secret Taylor Heineke thing is that he's getting some rush yards, five rush attempts in the last two games, both for over 40 yards. So if you're looking for a quarterback with a tiny bit of rushing upside to complement throwing two interceptions and getting sacked a bunch, but maybe also getting some touchdowns, you could do worse than Taylor Heineke. I'm going to have to go also with PP on this one. I think Baker Mayfield is handing the ball off to his running backs too much. I mean, they're just, they're just too good. Mm. And uh, I, I think Heineke, like, like Nick said, he's been playing well. What can you say? So I'm, I'm going to go with PP on this one. PP. All right, so it is decided with a two-to-one vote. Taylor Heineke outperforming Baker Mayfield for the remainder of the season is pee-pee. Hey, Alex, what is your pee-pee or poo-poo? 
It's a great question, Will. One thing that I noticed from last week and that I'm kind of interested to see how it plays out for the kind of future is I'm keeping an eye on the Carolina Panthers. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey being out doesn't help their cause, but Sam Darnold did not look particularly great last week. Uh, He very much came back to earth going from mega Sam to mono Sam as uh, he (laughs) tends to go. And so I'm a little worried about Sam Darnold going forward in this Carolina Panthers offense. I think that McCaffrey coming back will be good for the offense as a whole, but I am a little worried that the Sam Darnold that we got last week might be a kind of forebearer of Sam Darnold to come. And so my PP or poo-poo take of the week is that Sam Darnold is a prime quarterback regression candidate for the remainder of the season. What are your thoughts? So right off the rip, I think that is a PP take for sure, because a big part of Sam Darnold's value fantasy wise, and perhaps a little bit in real life has been his anomalous rushing production. He was leading the league in rushing touchdowns through, I think, three weeks or four weeks. And that's, you know, he's not a running back. He's a quarterback. And that's hard to do, especially if you're not a good running quarterback, which he's not. He's average to maybe slightly above average. So, yes, I think you see regression there. Um, I still think he's pretty good. I think he's got I, I think, that, for example, Robbie Anderson has been sort of inexplicably performing poorly, even though he's getting targets and like looking like he's doing fine. It just isn't connecting for whatever reason. So I I don't think it's going to be a huge regression, but I think that there will definitely be significant regression, if not enormous. So uh, that's a PP for me, Alex. It's, It's easy to dump on Sam Darnold right now. He's struggled. He's looked bad. He threw some signature Sam Darnold picks, but I'm going to have to go poo poo on this one. Wow. I think they have pretty decent offensive line and that against teams that do not pressure him as much, he's going to have enough time to find DJ Moore and maybe for Robbie Anderson to get open down the field. And I think the return of Christian McCaffrey will make the offense far more dynamic and help Darnold out as well. So I got to say, that's a flushed poo-poo for me. I'm going to also have a poo-poo for similar reasons. I think the return of Christian McCaffrey is going to make – People have to focus on the run significantly more. He's going to be throwing better passes. And just the fact that Christian McCaffrey's on the field means they're staying on the field more. means he's getting more chances to score points. So I think that uh, I think he's going to bounce back. He clearly had a terrible game. But I don't think it's a full regression. I think we'll have to wait and see. Well, and it comes out to a poo-poo, which I think is wild. But I guess we'll just have to wait and see, like, like the Coltrane has said. So we've got one pee-pee, one poo-poo. Nick, will you give us uh, your PP or poo-poo? I'd love to. My PP or poo-poo of the week. Well, I'll tell you what. One of my earlier hot take PP poo-poos was that the Cardinals were going to be five and two through seven weeks, and I got to tell you, that's paid off already. They're five and zero, oh, so that's going to happen. So, and Kyler you're, Murray, you're saying that? So, wait a minute. You're mm-hmm. saying they're going to lose the next two games? I'm saying even if they do, my prediction so far has proved accurate. Well, and your Kyler prediction was is... that they would be five and two, not they so... would be at least five and two. Oh, no. We'll have to check the tape because I'm pretty sure I said at least. Are you trying to deny me this victory? Go ahead. It's extremely pee pee. I want you to say it. It's pee pee. That's right. It's damn pee pee. Um, my 
pay-pay-poo-poo for this week is that Khalil Herbert is going to have a breakout game and he's going to seize the mantle in the backfield for the Bears and that when they reincorporate David Montgomery, it's going to be a timeshare and he's going to have value for the remainder of the season. Pee-pee or poo-poo. Uh, I can jump in here. That's big, wet poo-poo for me. And I say that because I, I just think that the Bears' offense is terrible. I don't think it particularly matters who's going to be at the running back. And so I don't think that wow. it's possible to have a breakout game in the Bears' offense because they haven't even considered the possibility of blocking oncoming defenders. They well, haven't I mean, even... I think you're being slightly unfair. I think David Montgomery had two really good games yes. this season. I think that's that's probably right. I also think that David Montgomery is a fairly good running back who is in a terrible situation right now. So, Alex, yeah, is it fair to say he who is poo-pooed must poo-poo back? I, I don't know that that's something that we have to uh, get into now. I think this it's, is such an this is very early. It's a very metaphysical question when you think about it. Early days, early days segment. We'll see as this segment continues. That might be an oncoming trend. But okay, yes, and I've looked at our I've looked at our schedule. This segment is going to go on for another two and a half hours. <laughs> so, um, so I am going to go ahead and uh, just because I hope so. I'm not only going to say this is poo-poo, I'm going to say this is copium on your part. Oh, this no. Is, this is trans, Rude. trans. Uh, you know, I, I'm actually setting myself up to be just horribly owned by this. Yeah. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's copium, but. Highway drivers will be rubbernecking the amount that you were owned. <laughs> yeah, it could be an issue. It could, I could be, I could be viciously destroyed by this, but here's the thing. I, I just don't think that's, true i don't i don't know if they're moving the ball enough that you're gonna be like oh wow khalil herbert this guy that i don't know where do you is he is he a rookie is he an undrafted rookie did he go to like is he a fifth round pick from coastal sixth carolina round. sixth round pick from from where virginia tech virginia tech sure like he's just he's i think he's a guy and i i think that if he were better than david montgomery he would be playing over david montgomery to begin with he runs like nick chubb oh is he big He's big and he's fast and he gets his knees up in a way where you're like, yikes, I'm not going to tackle you. This actually sounds okay. Well, I'm hmm, this might be pee pee, but for now I'm saying poo poo just Uh, because I want it to be poo poo. Well, uh, yeah, I was going to say, is this going to be the elusive triple poo poo? (laughs) Cole, I am giving I am I have a very even take on this. Uh, definitely, definitely not strongly either way. I think I'm gonna go with a slight pee pee and not not wow. drop the first, not drop the oh. first double oh. double poo poo of, uh, the, of this because glorious segment that we have. As you know, if it is all brown, you have to flush <laughs> it down. <laughs> My heart is racing. <laughs> I'm so um. relieved. <laughs> We're I'll never. None of us are ever gonna get a job again. <laughs> <laughs> My name is bleeped, baby. Uh, but no, I'm going. I'm going slight. I'm going slight peeping. I think that it's. I think the Bears have nothing going for them, and I think that it's certainly possible that Damian Williams comes out and he just he just gets two touchdowns out of nowhere. I think that's very well possible. Mm. You're is saying it, this is slight PP by thinking it's Damian Williams still in the backfield. Is it, it, is, of course, Williams? it has oh, to no. be mentioned that it is not Damian Williams. It's Khalil Herbert. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, never mind. Say it. Oh. Say it, Cole. <laughs> it's oh, my God. <laughs> It's a triple poo poo. It's all brown. We're gonna flush it down. Nick, what do you have to say for yourself? 
You know, a lot of women, like in the 70s, it was believed they couldn't do the triple poo-poo. <laughs> 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 because it re- simply required too much torque, too much physical yeah. force. And I sort of feel a little bit like Nancy Kerrigan right now. Yeah. I thought I had a friend in Coltrane. I thought I was me, your Yeah, it's kind of, well, well it, turns out, it turns out, Cole, he who has been poo-pooed must be poo-pooed again. Wow. My goodness. That's from Leviticus, correct? <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's actually a Japanese koan. Okay, got it. Uh, man. This is this is we're really in a dark place with this podcast, <laughs> and and that brings us with our with our triple poo poo brown our longest down. segment of the entire show of the yes and uh, that brings us to the end of pee pee or poo poo, and oh. uh, and that's it <laughs> and that's it. All right. Um, on that note, I think we desperately need to end this podcast. That's true. So let's just quickly run through these last few things. And then Wait, we'll I actually out. have a question. I need to ask Ari a question real quick. Ari, uh, as a correspondent who has just listened to the very tail end of Pee Pee or Poo Poo, do you still love me? It sounds like this episode has gone down the toilet. Wow. <laughs> oh. Wow. 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 Anyway, um, let's just quickly run through this. So week five, Sunday Spotlight. What are the best games of the week? Nick, take us away. Well, for me, it's got to be Cardinals-Browns, NFC West powerhouse against a team that has just run the ball over everyone and their defense, except against the Chargers, uh, has looked excellent as well. I think it's a potential Super Bowl preview happening this week between those two teams. What about you guys? I'm going to go with uh, Ravens-Chargers, man. This could be for the uh, AFCs, uh, whoever's the... Whoever wins this is kind of like the big boy in the AFC other than the Bills. So, you know, maybe um, this really determines who is the, you know, one of the leading teams in the league. And also, I think probably who's the leading MVP candidate right now. Herbert and Lamar both really staking their claim. Both play having amazing weeks last week, having great, great seasons so far. And I'm excited to see it. Those are both good picks. Uh, I'm going to pick a sleeper for this one. Good old fashioned division rivalry. We've got Raiders, Broncos with some wild card implications on the line. Both AFC West teams battling for that second spot behind the Chargers, along with the Chiefs, who are two and three, but only one game back. This is going to have some implications on potential six, five, six, seven seeds for the wild card. Uh, and I think it's going to be a pretty even matchup between two teams that are good, but not great. And also we get to see if there's going to be anything, uh, anything that happens based on this John Gruden thing. Right. The um, with, whether on from fans or coaches or players or whatever, it's a big, it's been a big thing. It's been a big well, thing. I'm worried Positive about the, or negative, right? Who knows? Yeah, could be. Who knows? Well, I'm, I'm really worried about Derek Carr because his his mashed brain buddy is gone. And uh, I don't know that he yeah. can connect with the same uh, level of kind of paste neurons rattling around in his skull uh, with the interim head coach. Yeah, we we had a we, we did have a discussion paste receptors. about how how UV rays have uh, have fully scrambled John Gruden's brain so that it now appears to be uh, a souffle of some kind which and, and uh, that Derek Carr has had the same thing done by by impact. So will he find a a new person to connect with on a uh, broken brain level? It's hard to say. But it's a compelling narrative. 
Well, do you have any games of the week that you're looking forward to that we haven't mentioned? Yeah, I think I'm also going to go uh, – you guys already mentioned it, but I was going to go Cardinals-Brown as, as well. Not only see if this how for real this Cardinals team is, but also because Nick so desperately needs them to lose in order for his prediction to be correct. Right. Mm, uh, exactly. I think that's exceedingly important. to Added some stakes for sure. Yeah. We would be remiss if we didn't also mention the game that's currently in progress. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are playing the Philadelphia Eagles and currently beating them on a score of 21 to 7 with about 14 minutes left in the third quarter. Obviously, the coal train is rolling along uh, with Leonard Fournette, who has touched down 12 carries for 40 yards. Uh, Jalen Hurts, who has been traded in the blockbuster trade today, I believe has 74 passing yards, something like that. Uh, ESPN's giving me 56 right now and oh. touchdown and an interception oh as well. I'm um, physically ill. Oh dear. Well, uh, Nick, given that you're maybe in a bad state and potentially going to be in a tough place in a few minutes based on that, we're going to end this podcast with our fantasy game of the week. Best fantasy matchups of the week. We're going to swing it to you, Cole. Who do you think has the most interesting fantasy matchup going into this week um, in our league? Uh, I think it's got to go with i'm checking this out right now yeah that's <laughs> a, he's, he's being very very mysterious oh yeah i think i go with uh nick versus will i mean i think that's a that's a i completely matchup. agree yeah and uh, i think that's i think that's that's you know we got two two top squads in our in our league I, I want to see where that goes. It's true. Will has gone full vizier mode throughout this podcast <laughs> and is operating with an unbelievable level of hubris uh, so watching whether Nick will be able to. Is that to true? I, I think so. It's kind of been bleeding through in the audio a little bit. Uh, and so I'm curious to see whether Nick will pull him back to earth. But I totally agree. I think Nick versus Will is clearly the fantasy game of the week. Um, I'm curious to see the most. First of all, it currently says that Ari versus Michael, that Ari has a 98% chance of winning the game. One half into the the weekend. <laughs> so I think that that indicates to me that Michael has not fully set his lineup, but my God, get with, the, get with the program. Well, you guys said it. It's hard for me to focus on anything that isn't neck moron against wife guy. Will. Yes. A matchup of Titans. It's going to be an interesting, uh, interesting episode next week, depending on what happens. It's true. Will, will we both be here? Will one of us claim to be under the weather? because they have lost so horribly, perhaps because Khalil Herbert has scored three touchdowns. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? We'll be shitting and crying. <laughs> Tune in next week. Yes. Other matchups worth watching. Uh, Daniel <laughs> is taking on Josh three and two versus two and three there. That's currently projected to be pretty even. Daniel has a slight edge of about 3%, mm. but uh, it's going to be Josh. Tough. Josh absolutely went off last week. 197 oh my God. points. Absolutely yeah. crazed performance from Josh. Mm-hmm. It's true. I will be going up against our previous guest and Cole's brother, otherwise known as the Tallahassee Tubes. I Let's just pre- say everybody's last name. So Evan, so Nick has to do lots of work. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I, I love it when Nick has to bleep as much as possible. Yeah. I'm currently projected to win by a slight margin, but I'm frankly pretty worried because, well, I'm riding the Baker coaster, as I said before, and that could be a tough place to be. That's all I've got, unless you guys have anything else. I think it's actually good. It's actually yeah. good. It is actually good. Thank you very much to Colt 
for coming on and being our special guest of the week. <laughs> Again with the last name. Uh, <laughs> yeah, love it. Uh, uh, this uh, is in addition to him having to edit out the entirety of PP or poo-poo. Um, <laughs> that's right. Um, anyway, the Coltrane, train, uh, thank you very much. We appreciate that your open hostility uh, towards us and our endeavor here gave us a chance to bring you on the pod and uh, we'd be happy to have you back, uh, especially given that, you know, you've doomed yourself to a certain collapse based on your arrogance. So. Also, Cole, <laughs> can I send you pictures of a mole? I know you're in medical school. Can I send you a picture of a mole and you can tell me if I, I am, need to get it checked out? I am two months into medical school. <laughs> I think that that means I can send it to you, right? Yeah, that's if I have any, if send I have any, me a picture of your mole, yeah, I can't I, tell you anything about that Okay, mole. well, that's, if I have any sure. health concerns, I'm just going to send them your way in the sleeper app. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Please make sure to put them in the full group. Chat, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Well, until next time. It's actually good. It's actually good. It's actually Have a great good. weekend, guys. At actually good pod on Twitter. Do we need to do plugs? Stream Divine Sweater and listen to Celtics Lab if you don't want to listen to it. It's actually good. <laughs> um, I do a podcast with my friends about fantasy football, our fantasy football league. It's called It's Actually Good. You can find it on any place. You can listen to podcasts. Exclusively Spotify. <laughs> uh, by which I mean Spotify exclusively. <laughs> Yeah, we, 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 oh. got the, we got the Joe Rogan deal. We're part of that. <laughs> I'm, I'm just around. I don't really have any plugs. Good. Uh. Having, plugs is, <laughs> having plugs is like, it's, it's a brain disease that we all have, unfortunately. Cole, you're medically good at fantasy football. Best of luck this week against Mike Wealthy. See if you can put him into the cellar. I'm rooting for you, buddy. I appreciate it. It really is just going to come down to who's more hurt, Hunt or Chubb, because neither of them are practicing. Hmm. Well, well, if you want a running back that's extremely mediocre, let me know. <laughs> yes. He's got all of them. Um, so thank you so much for joining us, Cole. And as always, it's actually good. It's actually good. good. Thanks, guys. See ya. See ya. Peace. Whoa.